Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. This hour is brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. The Bernstein and Home Show. What's on Jaquan Brisker's list of vacation wants? I might want to try like Puerto Rico or something like that, but not that that flight would be long because it would be short, but anything else after that, I do not. Like so so, so like a six-hour flight you're not doing? After six. I'm not not even first I'm... class? Why did you get the first class? Elaine, have you ever flown first class? Yeah, all right then. It's tough. I never tried it. I did six before. Oh, international first class, though. Like, you almost don't want to get off the plane if you're doing it right. See, you don't know what you're missing. I've flown first class, Elaine. I can't go back to coach. I can't. I won't. Let's make sure that we are <laughs> offering to Jaquan financial smarts. I'm not telling him to buy a I, solid gold house. I, I just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm the MC Hammer all guys, of a sudden. Look, you guys don't have to worry about me doing too much. I'm not too fancy. I'm really boring. I do think that you should pick a place that you want to go, that you want to explore, and you should fly first class. Treat yourself. Three words for you. Treat yourself. What do we treat ourselves to? Clothes. Treat yourself. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat yourself. It's the best day of the year. Bernstein and Holt. Middays 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. All right. It's Wednesday. Layla Rahimi is here. On the Bernstein and Holmes show. And there have been firings. Yay. Was Greg Walker fired? No. You're sure? Are you sure the hitting coach wasn't fired? Are you sure it wasn't Gary Ward or Greg Walker or Von Joshua? I, You're sure? I, I don't now think they can go that, get Rudy Jaramillo and solve everything. I don't think that those things track, Dan. Always the hitting coach. I mean, okay. But the joke of that is that the hitting coach isn't at fault. The offensive coordinator of the Bears was at fault. He was bad. But this was the chance to do something. I thought it was all about execution, guys. That's what I was told. No? Executed his job. Huh, interesting. Interesting how that worked. Yeah, well, the so now they, they fired his defensive coordinator. Because he was too pervy. And then they fired his offensive coordinator because he was bad. Should and we even, are we, we're just saying this, like Alan Williams, didn't he technically resign? Yes, he technically resigned. So they they fired the running <laughs> running backs right. coach. But we've all kind of said they it was the Bears call, haven't we? That's been how we phrased it. I mean, it, you know. Okay, I just want to make sure. The I, fact I'm, that they didn't they didn't push back on that. They're like, yeah, he's gone. And, uh, we just, don't wish him well. And, I just want to make sure we're moving. Because <laughs> usually with a resignation, it's like, oh, well, we wish him the best. And they were just like, here's 12 words. Well, the resignation means they, out. they didn't have to pay him. And so now they fired the defensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator, the quarterback's coach, and now he's going to go hire another guy. And that guy, the, the whatever second-tier 
offensive mind is going to take this job now gets to oversee the most important draft pick they've had in how long? In ever, probably. <laughs> right. If you're, so Frank if you're, Reich or whoever it is is going to... But, but you're acting like Frank Reich actually doesn't have a resume of success as an offensive coordinator. That, well, that, it's still small potatoes. It's still... Who, Dan, who did you want? Let's let's tr- let's Har- drill down on it. I, who did you want to be the offensive coordinator for the Bears? Well, I wanted Jim Harbaugh to be the head coach. Okay, so let's let's say that they had a conversation with Jim Harbaugh, and he said, "I'm not coming." Then what? Then blow everything out, and Mr. Kevin Warren, Mr. Mr. Football, Mr. I want to be commissioner, Mr. I, the world bends around my whims. Would have where's the, you're, the you're power? Still, you're the still vision. not doing a good enough job of explaining. Like I don't like that you're just saying that people are second tier when. You have no idea. Well, who's going to take the job? The guy for the Lions? You, you just named. You no, just he named, wants a head coach. Right, that's what I mean. Job. Bobby Slowick? No. That's not who you, who did you want? I wanted. You I, wanted what, Harbaugh. I wanted what a, if he said no? Then what? Then you, you have a different head coach. Just because. I, yes, because this isn't going anywhere. Okay. Yes. Change. I wanted actual. I wanted the bar to be. I wanted them to show me that this isn't good enough. That's what I wanted. I wanted the people newly in charge of the Bears to say now is a time for bigger thinking. Now is a time for us. You're going to trust us. We are going to win a bigger thinking. Be inside of man. We just wasted two years because the offensive coordinator of this team and his staff were bad, and now. We can look at the entire it's, offensive staff and change it. Yeah, but apparently Eberflus is going to make the hire. That's just being reported. So he's going to go pitch whatever his vision is, which we've really never heard other than play hard. His whole vision is play hard. Try hard, love football, play hard. I think that's reductive. That's, well, that's his vision. That's, what, what other vision have we heard from him? I mean, I know that you're stuck on the acronyms. No, but... no, but seriously, what, what vision have we heard from him? Articulate it. Other than play hard. If, if that's how you, you're just going to feel like that, that you didn't see any of his vision? No, no. Like what, defensively? What, fine. If he wants to be a coordinator, I, that's I'm, fine. That's what, part of the team, Dan. But, but what like, vision, like, like not the, this being, being a head coach is also your defense. It isn't just fine. the offense. Fine. But what vision have you and heard you from saw, And you saw the vision of we want to get younger players, young athletic no, but players. Polls. That's polls. Okay. I think Poles is doing a pretty good job. I like this tweet from Josh Schrock. He said the Bears are now either going to ask Matt Eberflus to win in 2024 with Justin Fields learning his third system in four seasons, or they're asking Matt Eberflus to oversee the start of Caleb Williams or Drake May's career and then potentially send them all packing next offseason if the wins don't come. Man, this is this is like, a, I, I just, I this is the choice that they made. This okay. is why I, I was like telling you that perhaps you shouldn't expect Kevin Warren to be some superhero because you don't know anything about him. Well, that is my fault for thinking. It is your fault. It's my fault for thinking that the, something was going to be different for all the lofty rhetoric and all the myth making. You helped make the myth. I was excited that he was the, everything they said they was going to be different. And it's not. Well, I'm sorry that they disappointed you. Yeah, it, it, it's incredibly disappointing to think here's this chance. Here was your chance. And it's like, eh, well, eh. yeah, we were we were good at we were we recovered from our own self-imposed difficulties enough that this is okay. Okay, great.
Go Bears. So I think what you're trying to say is unless they fire the head coach as well, you're not going to get a suitable offensive candidate. Is that what you're trying to say? I just think the whole, the whole thing doesn't work. I, I, I've been dealing with layering. I've been dealing with half measures. I just wanted more than another half measure. And I thought that this regime would finally usher in higher standards. Why? Be, because because I, the whole point was to be different. Why? Who told you that? They did. They said that this, Kevin They Warren, told you it was going to be different? Well, they didn't tell you they was going to be different? Now, hold on. When Kevin Warren was hired, we all thought that his football acumen would come into play more than the previous man, Ted Phillips. We thought that. We didn't know that. And this is, do you think this is the data point that proves theories, or do you think it came before this? I think that what they've done is shouldn't just be dismissed as it's just Bears. I think that we should, if if there is so much faith in Ryan Poles, then why not show faith in him to now, with Eberflus, build an offensive staff that makes sense? I think both things can be true. I think... The pattern in the NFL, which they don't, you know, they don't break from patterns, is the best offensive candidates to run a team are right now head coaching candidates, correct? Do you trust the Bears to find somebody suitable for either Justin Fields or whoever the quarterback may be who wants to work for Matt Eberflus? Like, that's a big question that I want to know right now. But but the answer to that would have been no, even if they fired Eberflus. Like, you could still ask that question. Do you trust the Bears to hire a head coach that's going to do the best job to handle whether it's Justin Fields or Caleb Williams? No. We would still be in the same place even if they fired Eberflus. That you would have to, because they're the ones who hired Eberflus. Okay, so let me ask you both this. What's the best likelihood of them getting the best offensive coordinator candidate? Do you think that that requires it'll firing to, Eberflus? It would be to make that, hire that person as the head coach. Yeah, that's how, I, that's unfortunately, I'm leaning in that direction. I think that you guys are probably right when it comes to a candidate like Ben Johnson, yeah. for example, that you would have to make him the head coach of the team. To get him, but that doesn't always work either. That this is what you did the last cycle. You want to do what they did the last time. Who's the hottest offensive coordinator? That's who I want with my quarterback. Ta-da! Congratulations. Here's Matt Nagy. And then you find out, oh, he can't, he's not good at being either an offensive coordinator or a head coach. There is no perfect way to do this. Yeah, but we've done this way a million times. How many how many offensive coordinators have they had since Ron Turner? Eight. But look at that list of names. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get a, whoever takes this job is going to fit right in with Aaron Cromer and Mike Martz and Mike Tice and Dowell Loggins and Mark Helfrich, and they're just doing it again. The only offensive coordinator I think who took an offensive coordinator job that we all know of off the top of our head that was that was obvious was Eric Bieniemy, and I still don't know why that happened yeah. ultimately well I mean Bieniemy is theoretically he's not been fired yet right I don't think so no That's just good... Ron Rivera right right we would have we would have known that if it had happened but what you're looking to do is upgrade the offensive coordinator position and I think that the people that you were calling second-tier offensive coordinators would be massive upgrades from Luke Getze. And perhaps 
that's where you can find those wins that you lost. And maybe you can develop whatever quarterback that you're going to bring in. But what I'd like to know first, and this is the problem that you have when you don't start from scratch, when you don't start clean and follow the order on the masthead of the person at the top hires the next person and that person hires the people underneath. When you do it in, in some sort of randomized or confusing order, you end up with this issue. And that is, you're gonna, are you going to go to offensive coordinator candidates now? Like in, 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 or immediately. Yes, that's, but wait, that's what wait, you should be wait. doing. And asking them to their, their honest opinion of fields and other resources versus Caleb Williams or Drake May. Because I don't want them, I don't want polls to make a decision on that without the input of your top offensive mind in the building. Like that's critical right now. It, to, to figure out what the overall plan is where you can't go hire an offensive coordinator for either building around Justin Fields or what, developing a rookie. What, so so why can't that happen? The draft isn't until the That's end of I April. Mean. You, You've you, got plenty of time to do that. You, you trust the Bears are going to do that? They're going to hire it, a top offensive mind. It just might not be the best offensive mind. If I, at the end of the only thing that matters is, do you trust the Bears? The answer for all of us is no. Yep. Then we should shut it down and start talking about the White Sox today. We don't trust them either. That's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, well, that, that's not going to get anybody anywhere. I just think that, that it's... it's. And we'll never be royal. We're going to be. And so are the Bears. And perhaps volunteers with Garrett Crochet possibly starting. I just think that there are more possibilities than you're allowing for. And I think that you've you've created this binary about the hiring of the OC that is not true. Your idea of you have to get uh, young and unproven or or old is there. There's actually people that are in the middle of that that could be the difference between your team being a contender and your team not being a contender. Okay. I don't think that you're being very fair to other candidates that might be out there or that polls might be able to find. I've just I've, I've lived the Bears groundhog day long enough to know that this way of doing business doesn't usually work. Okay, well, great. And here we are then. But that's why I don't understand why you threw all this faith into Kevin Warren. Cuz I hoped it would be different. I had the I, I I dared to think that somebody could come in here from the top of the organization and actually have a vision for removing this team from the doldrums of mom-and-pop mediocrity. You went out of your own belief system to do that, Dan. No, That's what I, I'm trying is, to point is, out to you. Which is okay. We all thought that Kevin Warren was going to be different enough I, to matter. I, I am not going to agree to that. Why I, not? Because I didn't. Okay, so what was your thought on what Kevin Warren my, was going to be different on? I would like to see him do something before I give him that and say that he is different. And that's what I kept trying to tell him is you're basing this off of nothing. Your his resume isn't in running a football team. His resume is in building football stadiums. That's not what the the football I don't know why people were thinking that this would just because he has that on his resume didn't mean that he was going to Put, put an excellent thumbprint on the Bears' football operation. I actually think 
it's encouraging if he is hands-off in this situation, and we don't know. If he is hands-off, I find it encouraging that the football person that most people think has done a good job is the person who's in charge of this. If, if you want to have faith in anyone at the Bears, the person to have faith, and I, I have my issues with Ryan Poles too, but the person to have faith in is him. Not George, not Kevin Warren, the general manager of the team. And he thinks that this is the right way to go. Out of all the people up there, who would you trust? If you have to choose between who to trust up there, it's probably Ryan Poles, right? It's definitely not Matt Eberflus. It's not Kevin Warren. You know what George McCaskey is about. So why not lean into him being trustworthy enough to get this right? No, I disagree. I still think Kevin Warren has a bigger resume in his role and more, more skins on the wall than anybody up there. I still think that Kevin Warren is more competent. He's more proven. If he were to be involved in football decisions like they empowered Ted Phillips, I'm okay with it. That's why when he was hired, I also thought that that might happen. I would need proof for you to back that up. What what football decisions have you seen Kevin Warren make in his career that leads you to believe that? The Bears have promoted people time and time again with a job description that is different. This was the job of the general, like overseeing the general manager. We knew that. Because previously everybody reported to Ted. And when we heard about this job, everybody was reporting to Ted. So it stands to reason that Kevin Warren would be the person they report to. Just because Kevin Warren's resume is better than Ted's doesn't mean that he's the most qualified football person up there. I think that you brought him in here to handle the business of the Bears. And to that point, his resume is exemplary. You want a TV deal done? You want a building built? That's what he does. There's nothing in him as football man that in his resume that says that he's that dude. However, however, regardless of any of the micro, he can his job and what we felt was going to happen was a tone would be set that standards would be impeccable. That the standards overall for everything that they do. And people said, look, they've upgraded the food in the press box. But he, they've upgraded. The, he's the, doing all of that stuff. That's what the guys were talking about and, in and, those exit and interviews. That, and that's why it's incredibly disappointing. At one of the most important junctures in franchise history, they do the barziest thing possible. That's why I'm disappointed. So we have more to come on this show that's tearing us apart. It's not tearing me apart. I still like Dan. Kind of. Oh no, I'm fine. It's fine. It's just it's just immensely disappointing. If it's my fault, if if that's my fault for thinking that things were going to change, that the standards were going to change, that the idea of what constitutes good enough was going to change, and they if they all they can all go have tea with Ginny, and she can hire some nice people who aren't perverts. Nothing wrong with having tea with Ginny either, by the way. Happy birthday to Virginia McCaskey. Back after this on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. You, 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 to Bernstein and Holmes. Midday's 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score. I think it's fine. No. Uh, like I said, it just comes down to us being explosive on, on the offensive side. Uh, the, we got the players to do it. We got we got our quarterback to do it. You know, everything else just, we just need to call the plays that put us in position to have explosive down the field or catching runs like, like we did today. So we just got to be an explosive team and, and not a team that's just behind the sticks. Maybe the next offensive coordinator will fulfill the wishes of that man, DJ Moore. Do you think the next offensive coordinator will be in a silk suit trying not to sweat? Very good. <sighs> Where are we going? And then, if he's, and then if he does the job, he's gone, right? If he comes in and fixes everything, then you'll have to do it again. Not necessarily. So sometimes when radio hosts find out news, they develop theories immediately and thesis statements, and then they work through them. Sometimes it happens on the air. You're welcome, everyone. What time is the, the vigil for Luke Getze? Oh, yeah. That's, that's... Should we all throw a field screen pass on third down in his honor? I mean, you know, like, where you, where, where all that sourcing? Here's what well, I'm going to do. I'm going to drop an offensive formation with everybody that works at the score. And I'm going to have... I'm going to have Ray and I set the edge, and then I'm going to have Studs block because he's the fastest one. And then I'm going to have Kevin Lapka just walk back out of bounds when the ball is snapped. And then everybody else just run back and forth east-west. Do you think it would work? Nope. Dang it. Where you lost me at Lapka stepping out of bounds. He well, needs to have the ball in his hands. It's a That's joke true. about the lack of personnel usage being appropriate where? by the previous offensive coordinator. Where will all that leaked information go now? Get the yeah, candles the out. Stands. Brad, whoever was defending whoever was defending Luke Getze. Good luck of, with that. There are a lot of people doing that. Where are y'all going tomorrow? Didn't, didn't, didn't we hear a lot about how it's on the players just to execute? The, yeah, this, from Getze dude, himself. Yeah, that this, the, this all works. It, like, Yes, I understand that we're all listening for what we want to try to figure out right now. Jobs but, but when you hear statements Job from gone. players in the most graceful way they can put it, like DJ Moore, who you brought in purposefully. As Justin a, Fields in week four. As a cornerstone of the organization, talking about the, the lack of explosive plays. And like you said, you hear guys like Jalen Johnson and Jaquan Brisker. Like when players try to tell you things, we need to listen. I agree. I don't I don't think that there's ever been a point on on this show where we have not whether it was Justin Fields in week 4 saying, "Can I get some help, yeah, please?" Like, I don't like the coaching. It's not helping me. That I I might be overloaded with concepts and toolboxes of concepts. And he's going to be in Atlanta next year and he's going to be looking at the Bears and watching it unfold and just nodding his head and Maybe texting Caleb Williams saying, hang in there. Good luck with all that. Plan for Bill Belichick. I mean, that's that's the really. Atlanta? Yeah, that's one of the yeah, hot I... rumors. Okay. 
is that Bill Belichick goes to Atlanta. At some point, we need to do the sports radio discussion. What is your opinion of Bill Belichick as a coach now that we've had a few years away from Brady? But but today is not that day. Yeah, I, I would feel more comfortable doing that. I needed a year of him not being in charge of personnel. Yeah, but but that was his, you know, that was his bread and butter. That was what made him special. I'd love I'd love for to see what he does when he's not actually getting the groceries. Someone should get Bill's groceries for him. And maybe they'll get them for him in Atlanta. It'll be Justin Fields. Who knows? They seem about ready. Like they similarly to the Bears, like they're just like close enough where you can go, man, if a couple things go right, you could end up being a dangerous team. Can't wait for this press conference. Oh, I know you can't. Might as well bring Ted back for the press conference. No, don't do that. That'd be bad. You can ask rhetorical questions and answer them and then give us, we need massive change, but we prize continuity, which was still the best Bears press conference ever. What was that? 2020. No, earlier. Oh, the maintain continuity? No, that was one of the... That was a Ted Phillips special. That that was. We, I thought it was 2020 because they were no, trying no, no, to figure no. out what to do with that was, with Matt Nagy no, no, and everything no. was, was fine. Was it 2013? It, it was one. It was the year of they said we. This so not not the. Uh, did we get the quarterback right? No, now. not that one. It was way that was earlier. That was 2020. That was 2020. That's that's what I was talking about with rhetorical questions. Because I was going to be here somehow explaining why this isn't good enough, but it's mostly good enough. I, okay, so I think I think we figured it out. So Dan is of the thought that you can't get a suitable offensive coordinator because the suitable offensive coordinators are all head coaching candidates. Lawrence says there is a suitable offensive coordinator out, out there. I say I don't trust either one of them to get it right, but I'm hoping something good happens. Either one of us? No, you oh. guys I trust. I work with you on a regular basis, oh. voluntarily, yeah, as this is not my full-time job. But I would just like to point out that the likelihood of the Bears, now you're asking the likelihood of the Bears hiring the right person. And for whom? Right. Like, that's the other problem Who's here. The quarterback? What offense are you running? And, and how are you building there's this? There's also a dangerous possibility here. Of? The team actually listening to what people had to say in exit interviews. Wait, I can't tell if you mean that's good or bad. It, it resulted in action. I love the idea that they may have listened to players, whether they players were saying it publicly or privately. When DJ Moore is telling you as politely as possible that the offensive coordinator didn't do his job well in, in a game that was seemingly important to you, and then you go and you look at it. When you ask your quarterback to throw the ball, what, 19, 20 times in a game? Because I'm counting the dropbacks that ended up in sacks. As, as chances for him to throw the ball. Right, 16 total attempts. So you think that that was the way to, to win the game? Like that's a – you also, inside of that game, have injuries in the middle of your offensive line, and a bulk of your run plays went behind two guys that really haven't played together and one guy who I'm not sure is an actual NFL player. These And then you add in, you know what we love to do? We love when we have a play that's going to the outside. We love it when we can have the smallest player on the field block a defensive end. That's your short side crack toss. It is. Because it's annoying. Because it, it was like... It just never worked. And, and the thing is, is that... Ever. 
if you want to do that, I think we could all name the receiver that you do that with with this team. Equinemius St. Brown. Thank you. Thank you. And he was healthy this time. Correct. It wasn't like last time where you had Mooney yes. block in and, and EQ was inactive. He was healthy. Correct. He caught a ball in the game. I I got it, guys. We're gonna we're gonna make Tyler Scott run screens and Robert Tunyon <laughs> run the go route. Yeah. I just I can't screen it up, baby. I screen can't. your way down the field. Do I, it. I mean, I if I never see a screen again. They happen. They're going to happen. It's the NFL. But, man, they just didn't work on this team. My thing would be this hire that you make, I, I'm okay with, with polls going out, and if he, see, if he thinks that he has found some sort of prodigy, not the rapper RIP or the band RIP, but if you think that there is a creative play caller out there that, this a minimum for me is that the person that they hire as offensive coordinator actually having done that job. That's what I would like. But you, you've got to find, you got to thread the needle too, because Eberflus isn't going to hire someone who might be his replacement. I don't know that that's true. I don't know either. I mean, that's that's generally a rule. He's not gonna he's not gonna get somebody some like some glittery resume who say you know. But but I mean, we um, both it ended up failing. But we saw Ron Rivera do that. We saw Ron Rivera hire an offensive coordinator who theoretically could take his job. I don't think that it's it's as weird as you're kind of making it out to be. I think you and you don't and you don't have to necessarily be worried either. Like the our success is everyone's success. That that's how it should be thought of. Now you might be right. Like maybe he is petty and small and is worried about someone coming to take his spot. I personally don't get that vibe from him. But when you look at the way that his staff was constructed, there's an argument for it. I think you hire the best person for the job. And if that happens, then you address it when it happens. I, I love this text from the 208. No more evil nincompoop. Oh, that's right. That's right. He is an evil nim. He was an evil nincompoop. No, he we wasn't. Called him that. No, he was. Just- I didn't call him that. No, you might have insinuated that. That was. Oh, in- I definitely that was- did that. That was inferred, but not implied. I just thought he was bad at his job. So do the Bears. Apparently, just- they thought he was bad at his job too. I just again, I just keep going back to Justin Fields and the whole. Oh, you can't have him have another offensive coordinator. Why? Why? Oh, He's going to have another offensive coordinator no matter what, either here or somewhere else. These names that are coming in, Pep Hamilton? Pep Hamilton and Frank Reich have great track records. There's talent out there. Frank you're, Reich? Or- you're, you're going back to Pep Hamilton? Well, Pep has been, well, we'll and, save and, it for later and, on. And Josh McDaniel? No. No, I definitely know him in your How do we feel about no. Frank Reich when we just saw what happened in Carolina? As a head coach. As a coordinator, though. He'd be someone I'd talk to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to talk, talk to everybody. I feel the same way, but Lawrence is somebody who is familiar with Bryce Young's work. Would that give you pause? It gives me pause if he, I need to know he loves the quarterback, whichever one we keep or choose. I just, if man, I'm that's, the, if that's they, the remaining question, though. If this is all for somebody who they haven't drafted yet, God bless. I might just, I might light some stuff on fire. Well, bless your soul. I mean, I'm serious, though, because. Yeah. How do you decide that both are problems like that? 
knowing what you know about what your your quarterback was given. Ray is saying we need to break. We do. And I, I also forgot to tell people that we're giving away tickets at some point today for Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks at Soldier Field on Friday, June 21st. You have to be listening. These could be given away at any point in the show, and this is a really cool opportunity. So do not go anywhere. It is a day on which the Bears have done something, but in Bears fashion, it still reinforces that things are mostly okay, despite the fact that they're 7-10. and 10. And they're probably getting rid of their quarterback. I don't know. I don't know. I was hoping for more, and maybe that's my fault. I'll learn my lesson that I shouldn't ever place my trust in people who say that things are going to change. I'll, I will. I will learn my lesson, and I will abandon all hope as I enter and continue in Bears fandom down the river sticks to my demise. Go to break. Okay. Well, well we, we're we're going to talk about Imanaga. We we have to say the, the Cubs did get a new starting pitcher. Oh, this is good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So we should probably take a couple minutes to discuss before we get back to our, our misery and our self-flagellation and self-flagellation on the score. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I actually took the Otani deal. It was a good deal, as I as I said when I was out there in Chicago with you guys, because of all the deferrals. Uh, the Yamamoto deal, uh, you know, we'll see about that one. <laughs> you know, three hundred twenty-five million for no one who for someone who's never uh, pitched or played in the big leagues. That's that's a lot. But this does, on the surface, look like a good deal. But from the player's perspective, I. Uh, he believes in himself. He thinks he can get it done, and uh, he will get that $80 million. That's his belief. So uh, good for him, as I said, and uh, good for the Cubs, and I doubt they're done because I, I do think they want to improve the offense. So that was John Haven this morning talking about Shota Imanaga and Mullion Hall. Good day to have him on, that's for sure. I was actually pretty happy about this signing, guys, because Imanaga, first of all, was facing the deadline as to whether or not he was going to sign with the team. Number two, there were multiple teams after him. This is the guy who got the win in the World Baseball Classic. And he he brings, a uh, at least in the Japanese leagues, a high strikeout, low walk percentage to help diversify that Cubs starting rotation. Despite not being a high-velocity pitcher, his pitches have some unique action to them. And shape. In that league. But he does project enough. The ability to project people from the NPB is much better than it used to be. It is the, the science has improved and the scouting has improved drastically. So I believe the collective opinion that seems to say he's a mid rotation major league starter. Those are really valuable. I think uh, not to get too inside baseball, but the Mizuno ball that they use in the Japanese league is one pitchers love to use. It's tacky, right? Well, it's got, it's got pre-built. Yeah texture on it so I wonder how much of that is going to dictate his uh you know the carry on the fastball when it is in the uh, lower 90s velocity but if I'm thought about it then I'm sure the Cubs have thought about it too enough uh, I hear he's got like a really cool ghost fork ball that uh you know seems to like be the, the new age so I'm I'm just happy they signed somebody big enough to make sense to fill holes they need to fill on the team they're not done They'd better not be done. They can't be done. Oh, no, that poster not. can't be the end product here. Yeah, that poster's not great. <laughs> I love Cubs social media, too. I always have. Like, always have. The, 
But just, the poster made me giggle. The font on some of the names where you're like, wait, why is Sean Dunstan down there? And why is his name so small? And why are guys who are considered like the number 27 prospect on your team getting more real estate? Yeah, and I thought Carrie Wood was kind of made, a big deal. made man <laughs> Cubs royalty. Yes. The guy that donated millions of his own dollars to build Carrie Wood Field down the road and put the Cubs name on it. Yeah. And, and knowing what we know about Jed Hoyer, I don't know that he's okay with his name headlining it, you know? Right. By the way, Lance Brozdowski's <laughs> breakdown on. of Imanaga is so good. Lance does a fabulous job. He did a 15-minute YouTube video on it, like talking about the different pitches. Also, before the season begins... I know that we we as a as a, a threesome we discussed this last year. I'm gonna need baseball to decide if a slider is a sweeper and if a sweeper is a slider. I think yes you will get yes. no answers. We all go home and God will have mercy on our souls. It's like I, I'd like for us to start calling the pitches what they are, but I, I need baseball to say this guy throws a slider. Is it just the slider, or are we categorizing it as a sweeper? I think it, it depends on the on the on the ho- action. horizontal run no, versus vertical. Run. I I got you on that, yeah. Dan. But it, people are using it interchangeably. Well, look. Like even in even in Lance's videos, he's like sweeper. I mean slider. I'm going to need baseball to figure this whole thing out. Well, look, baseball used to call a, a two seamer a screwball. Things change over time, and it used to be the the two the two seamer that runs on the arm side was a screwball. And now they don't call that that anymore. So I guess a sweeper is a, a, a slider with more horizontal run than vertical drop. Yeah, it's, it's just got more break in a way. I know players, I, we talked to Ian about it. Ian's like, yeah, it's just a slider. Right. Yeah. Did anyone ever talk to Hayden? Never mind. It's, I remember that was the whole thing last year. Oh, Hayden Wisniewski and his sweeper. It's like, can he throw the ball over the plate when he's not throwing that? The most dangerous thing is when I've seen is when you bring in the sweeper and it messes with the rest of what you're throwing. Like it messes up your fastball. Like or your slider. That's what or happened with what, that's what happened with because in the major leagues, if everything's not coming out of the exact same spot, you're screwed. And if your sweeper means you're throwing your fastball out of this, you have to change the spot of your fastball and you're losing velocity or movement with your fastball. You're screwed. And that's what happened with Wisness. And that's um, how they invented screwballs. One one more note, though, about Imanaga. We're getting different reports on the contract. Yes, which is weird. Right. And the contract seems to have a lot of opt-outs, at least from what we're seeing in initial reports. And then uh, it also means that they might not have him very long at all. Okay. He's 30, right? right? Yes. I'm breaking into Eberflus, right? 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 Right is something a lot of people say. Right. It doesn't just belong right. to one person. I bet say he owns a copyright on it, right? Copyright? Copyright? We'll get to that when we get to it. Mike Florio is going to join us to talk all things NFL next on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 